Here on Blog Talk Radio, like I say before, on before any of our shows, make sure if you missed uh, missed if you missed it, you can check it out on BlogTalkRadio.com backslash Total Sports Live, or you can check it out on the TuneIn Radio app. All you gotta do go to your app, go to your uh your your Apple or Android device, smartphone or tablet, or you can even go to your iPod Touch. You still got one of those. Hit up, hit up the at the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store. Hit it up, download, search the TuneIn, search TuneIn Radio. Hit the download button, follow, and then search on the TuneIn Radio app, the TSL Podcast. You'll find it there. Give us a follow. Really appreciate it. Uh, everybody listening from there and listening from here as well and listening live too. Uh, as I said, we got a great show for everybody tonight. We're going to be talking some more football. Last yesterday was Championship Sunday in the NFL. We have our Super Bowl 50 matchup, and we're also going to talk about some Eagles. Eagles have their new defensive coordinator. Uh, Zach Ertz is back for five more years. And is Josh Huff unhappy being the Philadelphia Eagles? So we're going to talk about that all that more here on the podcast tonight. But joining me, as always, on the podcast is none other than my co-host, Angela Montoni, joining me here on the podcast tonight. Angela, how are you doing? Doing well. How about yourself? Just finally able to dig myself back to civilization. <laughs> I'm doing good too, and yeah, definitely for anybody that listening that's listening to this podcast, or will be listening to this podcast that is not from the city of Philadelphia or the Mid Atlantic Eastern Seaboard. We got pummeled with a lot of snow in the form of a blizzard. There were some people on Facebook that were so happy to see a blizzard. I don't know why they were so happy to see this, but I digress to get on my whole snow ramp, but yeah, I think we've all uh, finally dug out of uh, of, of our uh, igloos and everything. I was planning on making an igloo. I was, you know, I was like, you know, I'm just going to just make an igloo because it's just really bad outside, but didn't have to get to that point. Everybody has dug out, and, you know, we'll see what happens here. Hopefully, no more snow for the uh, rest of the winter. Hello, <laughs> tip, so. <laughs> and let's talk about Two places that surprisingly didn't get no snow. One in particular, Denver, the Broncos, and the Panthers are going to the Super Bowl, and I don't think none of us saw this happening. I mean, there were some people that picked the Ravens to go to the Super Bowl. You heard Seahawks, Patriots rematch. Uh, You heard the Pastors in the playoffs. But the Carolina Panthers and the Denver Broncos are going to go to the Super Bowl 50. Angela, you know, I, I thought about this and I, before the show tonight. I thought about this, and you know what? And you're 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 a Seahawks fan, and you know, it, it, I feel bad saying this to Broncos fans out there that, that may be listening, but I see almost this game, this Super Bowl, mimicking 
the Super Bowl two years ago for for Denver. I don't know why, but I'm st- I'm st- I feel that way for some reason. Carolina you just reminds me of Seattle two years for ago. It. I yeah, I feel the same way. I just don't think there's any way that the Panthers can really be stopped. And, I mean, good for Cam Newton has been in the league for a while. And, I mean, I would have liked to have seen the Cardinals go only because Larry Fitzgerald and Carson Palmer have both been in the league forever. But right. uh, they, they were embarrassed last night. That just wasn't even a, yeah, that wasn't Palmer even a totally, game. Yeah, Palmer totally imploded, like, right before our eyes. And it was just like... He has the he has the moniker of Peyton Manning moniker, which is good in the regular season, but in the postseason, yeah, just not looking so good at all. And yeah. yeah, they imploded. Well, Palmer imploded, and that Carolina defense, my oh my, Kirk Coleman out there getting interceptions. <laughs> and just with how good they looked last night, I just don't think Denver stands a chance. As much as I'd love to see Peyton ride off into the sunset with one. Right. victory under his belt. I just don't see that being. I just don't see that happening. Yeah, I don't see it either. Because we saw how, and and I and I wrote this down in my notes before the show. I was like, Carolina, you know, they just play fast football <laughs> on both sides of the ball. They play fast physical football. <laughs> like you, you think you think you go catch a breather on offense, and they're going like they're wide receivers. They're not the best wide receiver core. But it got the job done. You know what I'm saying? Jericho Cotri, Corey Brown, Greg Olson, and Devin Funches is not an ideal wide receiving court, but they're going to the Super Bowl. You know? It's well, yeah, all but that's, led by that's Cam happened Newton. before. Right. Eagles, for example, in 04. <laughs> exactly. Eagles, for example, in 04, when, when the Seahawks won it. Um, yeah. The Broncos, they had they had the quote unquote pedestrian wide receiver core. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean that's happened. I, I don't think that that's anything that really is a point to say. Oh, they're not going to win it because they have mediocre receivers. I, I think, you know, if the mediocre receivers want it bad enough and want to work hard enough for their quarterback, then they get it done. We've seen that happen in recent years. Best that's team true. on paper isn't always the best team on the field, and the best team on paper. Is more often than not, ends up losing to the one that wants it more. No, you're right about that, and I'm glad you mentioned that about, you know, on paper, and, you know, the team that always has a better team on paper doesn't win. Uh, yesterday, I think from both these games, you know, I guess you can you can, you can can put the moniker saying defense wins championships because that was the key in both games pretty much. I mean, yesterday, when, yesterday in the Broncos-Patriots game, I got to give Wade Phillips, the defensive coordinator, not the head coach, Wade Phillips, the defensive coordinator, an A-plus for how he game-planned for Tom Brady in that offense. Talk about putting pressure on Brady every time he stood back there, held the Patriots to 2 of 15 on third down. Von Miller, you know, Tom Brady's going to see Von Miller his nightmares for the next upcoming months. I mean, that, that Broncos defense was ferocious, and no disrespect to Peyton Manning, but that defense carried them throughout the game multiple times, holding the Patriots to four field goals in the game, something that the oh, Chiefs absolutely. defense couldn't do. Absolutely. That defense stepped up huge. And, you know, they, they, there were a couple questionable calls that made them in it at the end. <laughs> 
Right. Yeah, you know, the when they went forward on the what was it, the fourth and ten. And yeah, I mean there were like two uh blown intentional grounding plays before it. It was just that game was I don't know, I mean, you you don't want to hate on the refs, but it almost seems like the refs they tried everything they could to have given it to the Patriots in the last two minutes. <laughs> and luckily right. that whole botched two point conversion um, was really a difference maker. And it was funny because I saw it on Twitter, like all these people saying, why isn't the clock running? Why isn't the clock running? Because the two-point conversion is an extra point. Clock doesn't right. run. Right. <laughs> like everyone's calling and like clock malfunction. Oh, the game should be over. Well, no, because the play they were running no, counts as an extra point. point. So it doesn't need right. to start the clock. Hilarious yeah, with the lack knowledge or lack thereof of the general fan. <laughs> half of the football fans don't know, and the other half looking at the other half like, guys, uh, let's think, let's think smart here about the situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah the and then there's like a like a faction that's like just being a homer and doesn't care like what way the call is. It's like, oh, that call sucks. It didn't go in my team's favor. Right. Yeah. It's definitely. Nice. It's nice because yeah. we're Philadelphia fans, so we didn't care one way or the other. Oh, exactly, exactly. But I bet you, if if the Eagles are in that situation yesterday, going for two, oh my oh, lord! Oh. I, I would think hearts would be stopping everywhere in the city. In the city, oh Frankfurt man! And, yeah, Frankfurt and Common would be on fire right now. <laughs> and that probably be for both situations, bad or good. It would have been on fire regardless. Exactly, regardless. exactly. Common and Frankfurt is like the the asshole of the universe when it comes to that stuff. Like, even when we win, <laughs> stuff somehow gets trashed. Oh, man, you're right about that. Um, yeah, like I said, Bob Miller had a great game. DeMarcus Ware had a great game. Peyton Manning, he yeah, played he clean football. He played clean, even though his footballs, he, he doesn't have it no more. And it's so sad to see. He just doesn't have the arm strength anymore. And, yeah. you know, I thought he had it. I thought he still had like a couple. He he showed that he had a couple bullets left in the chamber when he threw them two touchdown passes to uh, Owen Daniels. You're know, like, okay, I see you, Peyton. Yeah, you still you you still got a little bit. But then you saw later in the court in the game. I mean, when he threw up that pass to Emmanuel Sanders, where he Emmanuel Sanders basically uh, uh, mossed the Patriots defender. I mean, he kind of saved that from being an interception. And you know, Peyton was just some ducks. And I mean. I know when they're looking at the Patriots defense, you can kind of get away with the dink and dunk, taking it away. But I don't know if you can take – I don't know if you can use the dink and dunk against this Panther defense. <laughs> like, not with those linebackers they have with Keekley and Thomas Davis Sr. Like, that's not going to be easy to handle and do. Well, first of all, the most important thing is that Peyton Manning kicked Tom Brady's ass. Uh, <laughs> I had to work that out. Um, that's, on your side. Yeah. Patriots are now. going home. Tom Brady. We can do a whole show. <laughs> we can do a whole nationwide <laughs> jingle in this whole show. Yeah, yeah, that's like the most important thing. Yeah, so Peyton gave us those opportunities with his, you know, this past win. So thank you, Peyton. I, mean, I don't know. Like, I'm rooting for Peyton to win, but I just don't think it's realistic. I, I just think. Right. Caroline is younger. Caroline is faster. Caroline is stronger. Mm-hmm. 
And I just think that's, that's just going to be too much for the Broncos to handle. I mean, do they come out and surprise us all? Maybe. Hope so, but I just don't see it. Right. That's the thing. Do you hope they surprise us? Yes, because they most of them guys that are on this team have been there before. Majority of this team has been in this situation before, a couple of years mm-hmm. ago against Seattle. But <laughs> you look at the law of averages and you look at the team on paper on both of you, just like you said, Carolina's just faster and stronger and they have the stronger quarterback and it's uh, it, it just don't shape out right. Like I said, it just looks like Broncos Seahawks Super Bowl Part Two. Just insert the Panthers in there because, like I said, both teams have the same similarities. Both teams have mm, both teams yeah, have the confidence yeah. and the swagger that they just don't care. They're just going to take your lunch money and just run and you say, Nah, 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 you can't get it and just do it. Like just that's mm. how I just see the the Panthers in this game. They're gonna do flips into the end zone. It's just I don't I don't know. I just don't think it's gonna be pretty at all. I don't think it's gonna be pretty at all. I mean, thank you, Broncos, for doing your job and knocking off the Patriots, but I think this is where your road ends. Yeah, it it is. It is and I think and and, 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 and like as as a foot as football fans, you know, it's gonna be great for Cam, you know, to possibly get his first Super Bowl. And that Panthers team to get the first Super Bowl because this this was a team that we came into the preseason with, you know, thinking this team they're gonna be good. They're gonna be good, but they're not gonna be great. You know what I'm saying? They're not gonna represent the NFC in the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. I mean, they lost their best wide receiver. They lost Calvin Benjamin before he was torn ACL. I think it was ACL, right? I think it was ACL. Um, and then they remember they and Steve Smith. They let Steve Smith go, so you're just like. Where is this team about to head to after getting blown out by Seahawks in the playoffs last year? They totally shocked the world and proved everybody wrong. And I guess this is a lesson for all us NFL fans. You just never know what can happen season to season in this league. It can change just like that. And they could be a team that has potential to repeat in the playoffs for multiple years, but we don't know mm-hmm. that yet. So let's just – I mean – let them, let them let them enjoy it because there right. aren't that many of those players in that team that have been there before. Mm-hmm. So I mean, let them enjoy it. They'll probably win because, like I said, they're just younger and stronger and faster. But I mean, it's uh, it, it it really, in a way, it is nice to see like a team that's completely fresh, like right. that hasn't made that kind of playoff run get to the Super Bowl and be the favorites. It's nice to see that. It's so it's nice every once in a while to see new blood come into the NFL elite. Like it all yeah. shaded up. No one wants to see the Patriots in the Super Bowl every year. No, no. That's like that's like watching Alabama national championship every year. <laughs> right. No, no, exactly. I don't want to see so it. it's it's nice to see it switched up from year to year and it's nice that like they're a young team that has, you know, for the most part grown together and I don't know. I wish him well. Like I said, I I really hope that Peyton wins one last one and rides off into the sunset because I think he really is done after the Super Bowl. Yeah, he is. But but you know what? No matter what, even if he doesn't win on the uh, seventh, he really has nothing to hang his head about. Nothing at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, I think there are people that want him to retire so he can. You know, have a job in the in the players' commission and 
and he's got all his Papa John's. Like, Keaton's going to be just fine. <laughs> right. It's all good for him after his career is over. But like you said, he can't hang his head because he's had a pretty remarkable career. I mean, he does have that one ring that he got, so you can't, you can never take that away from him. I mean, and then, you know, they got the rematch against, you know, and this is the bad part about Peyton. I think this is his fourth Super Bowl appearance, and he only won the one against the Rex Grossman Bears. Second one ran up against Drew Brees and the Saints. That didn't go well. Then they ran up against Russell Wilson in the LOB. That didn't go well. And now he's running up into another yeah. buzzsaw in the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, that's what happens to the two best teams in the league. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I mean, very rare, very rarely is the prediction like it is for the Carolina Panthers. I think everyone's predicting oh, yeah. them to like, kind of go in and have a layup. That's why I'm, you know, cautiously optimistic not to sleep on the Broncos, but it doesn't really happen that often when people are so adamant and so confident and in saying this team's going to win. It, it's not always like that. This is one of those years where it's like they're going to win, they're going to win no problem, at least in right, terms of predictions, were... whether that's not the case. But we'll see. And you went to Vegas this summer, and I bet you the Panthers wasn't this past summer. I bet you Vegas, the Vegas had the Panthers nowhere near the top of the Super Bowl odds at all. Um, hold on. Uh, actually, I um, I remember them because I remember their odds not being as bad as they should, or as, as um, far off as I thought they were. I remember looking at it. I want to say they were maybe, like, somewhere in the 12 to 8 range. 12 to 8. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they weren't horrible. They weren't, like, all the way in the back of the in the back of the list, but they were in that right. range where I looked at I was like, oh, wow, Panthers, really? Well, I guess, yeah, they're young, but based on their recent history, I just didn't look at it and be like, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, they were somewhere in that 12 to 8 range, like 12 to 8 to 1, 12 to 1, 8 to 1. Yeah, I, I can definitely believe it, but like you said, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's, I think it's going to, it's not going to be, I don't, it's not going to be one of the better Super Bowls. I have this feeling. Like, it's just going to be a blowout. No, and of course, I'm sorry. Season. I have to interject at this. A Coldplay and Beyonce halftime show. I mean, who came up with that amalgamation of, of John yeah, and for real. That's just, I mean, what? That's like almost a retread. You're just retreading the whole thing. Like It was like they booked Coldplay, and everyone was like, what? A Coldplay halftime show? And they were like, Oh no, we messed up by booking Coldplay. Who can we throw in there to make it more glamorous? Beyonce. Even though we're just going to announce everyone that Beyonce's the co-headliner, and we're not just going to have her pop up in the middle of the show like Katy Perry did with Missy Elliott. And even though that was hot, like we need we need to announce we need to announce Beyonce because yeah, if people thought that it was just Coldplay playing that halftime show, they would have turned the damn channel. I know I would. I don't even know if I'm going to watch it. I don't really care about either of them. Beyonce's cool and all, don't get me wrong. I like some of her stuff, but it's not like, whoa, I'm so excited about halftime show. Right, exactly. Everybody's just going to be like, oh, halftime, time to walk around, get something to eat, you know, just totally exactly. not even paying attention to It comes down to a matter of taste, but for me, The Who is like the right. most recent halftime show I've seen in the past Yeah, The Who was good. Bruno Mars is good. Katy Perry's was good. Yeah, Bruno Mars was good. Katy Perry was great because of her use of pyrotechnics and, you know, that, like, and the gigantic... Use, and the, dan- and the, and the dancing sharks. And the dancing sharks. 
You gotta love the dancing Mrs. sharks. Sharks, yes. And Missy Elliott. And then the internet oh, didn't yeah. know who Missy Elliott was. And they're right. like, Katy Perry's about to make they, this woman famous. Like, no, no, no. And then you're sitting back like, geez Louise, come on, people. How <laughs> you? Like, you must, y'all must not know of Missy Elliott. Geez Louise, you guys are. Katy Perry's about to make this woman's career take off. Like, oh, no, no. Ten years ago, it's called The Cookbook. You really should listen to it. <laughs> You gotta listen to Super Duper Fly. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, circa 1998. Right, exactly. Katy like. Perry's about to jumpstart her career, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Twitter, <laughs> man. I tell you, Twitter. <laughs> that's what. That's why we have Twitter. They're always uh. There's all. They're always for our good entertainment. For, for our entertainment. Right. Exactly. Exactly. There is never a dull day on Twitter. Never. Because whatever people retweet or anything or even tweet, there's always something new. Like I said, it's never a dull day. But let's talk. Let's 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 switch our attention to the Philadelphia Eagles. As the Eagles made some news today, they um, they re-signed. Uh, not re-signed. I don't even know why I just said that. They signed tight end Zach Ertz to a contract extension today. I think it was five years, forty-two mil, twenty-one guaranteed. I think that's what it was. I can double check, yeah, but right. look, okay, so I'm all right. So we can go wrong with that. Uh, what is your, what was your thoughts on Urge? Because I remember there was a report over the weekend that said, you know, that the Eagles did want to, you know, uh, extend Lane Johnson, Zach Urge, resign Vinny Curry. So you know, this is the Eagles thing to do. They always resign their guys that they want to keep in the fold. You know how we did years ago with Lashawn McCoy. And, you know, and other players, and, you know, now he's doing it with Zach Ertz, you know, because Ertz does have the potential to be one of the better tight ends in the NFL. He just hasn't that mark yet. So what do you think about the whole uh, extending Zach Ertz? I personally love the move, especially because Selleck is getting up there in age, and you're eventually going to have to usher in Zach Ertz as the number one guy. And he's probably your second best wideout on the team or first number, or your best wide out next to uh, Jordan Matthews. I mean, it's a, it was a must to keep him. It absolutely was a must. And any extension makes me feel safe that I can buy his jersey and not have to worry about it being like, a waste year later. But, no, I mean, to be realistic, uh, the Eagles wide receivers, they couldn't catch a cold if their hands were made of Kleenex. So... <laughs> You know, he's one of the more reliable, like you said, one of the more reliable yeah. wideouts. You know, did they overpay for him a little bit? Maybe. Did they give him like, kind of like a hometown loyalty bump in salary? That also could be, but I don't think there was really any way they could have let him walk. I think, I think you know, like giving, the extension, giving him the extension was a good idea. I think he's continually gotten better. He was hurt in camp last year, and, you know, towards the end of the season, hurt. he really came he on. Hurt. He was hurt this year, too, wasn't he? Like, beginning yeah. of the season? Yeah, he was hurt in camp and then let end of the season, so he didn't even start the regular season right away. I mean, so, if you look I, at I mean, stats yeah. this season, it wasn't that bad. I mean, he mm-hmm. had um, – I'm looking at his stats right now, 75 receptions. Best. He actually had a career year this year. 75 receptions for 800 and, uh, for 853 yards, and the touchdowns are down from his rookie year. He had four this year. He had two, but he had 75 receptions on 11 and on 112 targets. So he was targeted a lot, and you know he kind of caught fire towards the end of the season. Buffalo, exactly. Five and those are his numbers without even being in a full season. Right, exactly. Beginning of the season, I'm looking at right now. 
Atlanta, 3 for 46. Dallas, 3 for 17. Jets, 2 for 30. Washington, 2 for 11. You know, and then, like you said, look at the end of the season, 5 for 98 against Buffalo, 8 for 78 against Arizona. The game against Washington, 13 for 122. And then against the Giants, 9 for 152. So he has that kind of ability. And the crazy thing is, I just thought about, he wasn't that close off from being a 1,000-yard pass catcher. Like, that's ridiculous from your tight end position. Yeah, but he was, like, the number two wide on the team. Uh, but yeah, I like the signing. Right. I, I like it. Keep him. I, I think he's good for the team. I think he's a hard worker. He's a hard news kid. Uh, I think, you know, I think he's not – I think he's great for the locker room, and mm-hmm. he performs on the field. So I don't have a problem with the signing. I'm happy with it. I, I like him, so I'm happy that yeah. he's staying for a few more years. Right, and he and said I that he wants think... to be a career eagle, which is great because you know you don't. Right. That that kind of loyalty is nice. Like you like to see players that play for your hometown team and say they want to be here for their whole career. Right. Isn't that you what made us love you know, certain Phillies that aren't really here anymore? But yeah. Yeah, that's true. You, we we always love to hear that. And for a player like him, for so young in his career, he's already like, you know, I want to stay here. You know, so many players in his position would be like, you know, I can't wait to get the free agency. I can't wait to test the market. He's like, you know what, I'm yeah. comfortable here. This is where I want to be at. This is where, you know, I want to – this is where I want to play. And, this is what, and, you know, I think he's going to do great things. I mean, look at all the coaches. I mean, he has Doug Peterson, who's offense – whose offense, you know, just loves the tight end. Uh, Frank Reich, the new offensive coordinator, he was in San Diego, loves to use the tight end. Joe DiFilippio, the quarterback's coach in Cleveland, they use the tight end a lot. So when you have all those three minds, you're going, Zach Ertz is going to, he's going to, he's going to earn that contract for the next couple of years with those guys oh, because they love to use the tight end a lot in their offense. Absolutely. But I think he'll perform well. I think he'll rise to the occasion. He's a talented kid. He ha- The talent's mm-hmm. always been there. He's yeah. just, you know, had the unfortunate circumstance of being in some bad situations mm-hmm. in games. And, and, you know, that happens yeah. to a lot of players. But he's the talent's there. The talent is definitely there. So I'm, I'm excited to see what he does in the next few years. I can see him continue to develop. I think... And then I, I think within two years, we're talking about him being, like, one of the best tight ends in the league, if not the best one. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. And he's pretty – I use him on Matt a lot. He's very. He's a very good tight end on Matt. And just like to add that in there. Very good ah. tight end on Matt. <laughs> Gio asked me if it was too early to play a blackout Sunday in his, like, week five in Matt, and I was like, yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> he asked the same question. I think it was like week two or week three. And he was like, I was like, eh. I was like, why not? Sure. It's against Washington. Sure. Why not? NFC, go ahead and do it. Oh, no. Yeah, that was the I same thing. That was the same one he asked me. Oh. I was like, no, no, too early. I said, we. It's like, no, what are you thinking? Don't put the omens out there. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> no, I'm like, don't do it too early. Right. Also in Eagles country, there's a report this weekend, um, and I read this on BleedingGreenNation.com, and it was a report from, I think, Mark Echo from NJ.com had a story how, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a report out there that Eagles wide receiver Josh Huff is not happy with the Eagles. Yes, that Josh Huff. You know, the guy that we always say, look, there's a Josh Huff sighting. 
like that kind of dude. Like the dude that, you know, that we criticize for, well, I'm even going to say criticize. The dude that we just think like, yo, he's not really doing, he's really not doing anything. Uh, Josh Huff, who's like softer than a pile of baby powder, Josh Huff. Right, exactly. But like I said, there was a report on uh, Twitter for, uh, there was a report, there was a report from Mark Eggle saying Josh Huff is unhappy. And that, you know, that, you know, he was unhappy because Chip Kelly left. And then I'm just reading on, uh, on, on, just reading on Bleeding Green Nation right now, just pulled it up. You know, host, uh, Huff posted the final message on his Instagram page, which is private, saying, bro, y'all cannot believe everything y'all read. I'm very excited to be a part of something special in Philadelphia with the new coaching staff. God bless. So there you have it. As a reminder, here's what the original report said. Uh, his original report said, that Huff isn't really happy and his agent plans to let the organization know if he hasn't already. It's very unlikely he returns. Uh, I always have this. And I, I, I personally, I want, personally, when I first heard the story, I was like, yeah, uh, he wants to be shipped out. Let him go. What purpose does he serve? Now you're reading him on Instagram saying y'all can't believe what everything y'all read. I mean... <laughs> This is this is the perfect example of athlete versus journal versus journalist saying no 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 I didn't say that. I know, but it happens. That's the thing. What do you who do you believe? It happens, man. I remember hearing um, Sarah Baker talk, and she was saying that when she was covering the Flyers, like one of the players told her that a player was traded, and it was because he didn't like that player and he wanted her to like break that story, and it was nothing. It was never. No truth to that at all. Like the one player just didn't right. like the other one. So I mean that happens. You know there is like the thing where it's like you can't believe everything you read. Like there are some dishonest people in the locker room. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is he really unhappy here because Chip Kelly left? Well, if he's unhappy because Chip Kelly left, then he's in the minority, and he needs to deal with it, or he needs to like try to go petition himself to play in for San Francisco. If he wants right. to be here, then be here and catch some catch some balls. But exactly. don't don't sit there and bitch about it. If you don't want to be here, then you know, go to the front office and then go follow your boy out of the out of the left coast. Sure, right. he's no, got I... room out there. They don't really have a lot of wide receivers. But if he wants to be here, cool. But I'm not going to crucify the guy because there was a story that said he didn't want to be here. It wasn't really completely right. verified. I mean, if it was right. the Inquirer that broke it, if it was someone like Mike Jensen or it was even Marcus Hayes, like someone with that kind of reputation that wouldn't print that without knowing for a fact he actually felt that way. And that's right. one thing, but because it was on the internet, I mean, I don't know. I take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't, and it wasn't me that did it. So you definitely take it. No, no, I'm not saying it was you. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, no, I'll play if it. he wants, play to, it. He wants to be it. here. No, I know. But if he wants to be here, then cool. Like, be here, get in rotation, and, like, learn how to actually hold on to some balls. Right. You don't want to be here, that's saying. fine. If you want, I get what you're saying. If you want to be here, back it up now. Put the effort out on the field. Like, have a breakout season. Show us that you want to be here. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's all I have to say. I, have, I don't really have a problem with him. I just wish he kept some more football. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I want him to and be if more. Want, if he doesn't to be, want to be here, then go be somewhere else. But if you want to be here, then then we want you here. That, that's pretty much how it is. Like we are with all of our athletes, yeah. regardless if they're like superior talent level or even media mediocre. We've got plenty of exactly. athletes in the city that have been beloved with mediocre talent because they just love to play and love to be here. Dave Holland and love to work hard. Yeah. 
working hard can get you far in this city, especially for your sports. For especially on these teams, working hard can get you can get you really far. And that's the same thing for Huff. Just go out there and put in the work. Like you said, catch some footballs. Make an impact on the field. This is a year that's going to be pretty much, I think it's definitely going to be make or break for Huff this upcoming season because this is going to be year three, I think. This is going to be year three coming up. Uh, it's no more having the training wheels on. The training wheels are off. He's got to show up. New coaching staff in here is new, new coaching staff here as well. That's definitely going to be interesting. But hey, maybe they'll get better with um. Maybe they'll get better with Greg Lewis as the new wide receiver coach. I have heard from New Orleans Saints wide receiver. You know our friend, <laughs> our friend RJ. Hi. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, asking him about Greg Wilson. Greg Wilson was an assistant uh, wide receiver coach in New Orleans. Um, he told me, you know, that, you know, he said, he said, that's my guy. He was like, he's really good. He's a really good wide receiver coach. So I'm taking it from him and looking how the Saints wide receivers did, did this year. Not too shabby. So maybe the Eagles uh, wide receivers can turn it around. And finally, on the show, um, the Eagles also got a new defensive coordinator, Jim Schwartz. How do you feel, Angela, about Jim Schwartz coming in? And if Jim Schwartz, and since Jim Schwartz is here, like we talked about in previous shows, does this really does this make uh, Benny Curry a priority to resign back here? Like, do they have to get him back here to for Jim Schwartz defense to really like pop play? Because he's going to bring some. He's going to bring the pressure. We already know he's going to bring the aggressiveness and the intensity on the defensive side of the ball. Well, I love the move because he's a nasty defensive coordinator. He really, mm-hmm. really is. And he's just really good with the 4-3. Um, does it make Vinnie Curry a priority? I don't know. It's like yes or no. It's, it's one of those things like, yeah, but it depends on how much you want. Exactly. Like you can always find someone like him. He's- He's been here for a while, you know. You'd like to see him stay, but and this is his favorite team growing up. (laughs) Yeah, right. They're kind of blowing up the team, and I think there are like a lot of people that this season is like an audition for, uh, you know, because it's a whole new coaching staff and it's a whole new system Mm -hmm. and it's a whole new this, that, and the third. I mean, does it bode well for him? Maybe not necessarily, but I, I don't know. Like, who knows what, what they're all thinking. I mean, as far as the Jim Schwartz being a defensive coordinator, I love the move. I really do. Me too. Me too. Like you said, he, he's nasty. He brings – you talk about bringing yeah. the blitz. He won't be like Billy Davis and won't be tentative. Like, Jim Schwartz will probably send eight or nine guys and just say, you know what, he'll send eight and just say, you know what, go get him. Like, take the reins off and just go. You know who could yeah. play good in Jim Schwartz's defense? Marcus Smith might actually have an impact on this team this year under Jim Schwartz. No, let's he hope so that he can stop being the most underwhelming Eagles draft pick of all time. Well, no, Danny Watkins. Uh, no, nah, Danny Watkins. <laughs> yeah, Dan. So he can Fire stop me. being one of the Eagles' most underwhelming draft picks of all time. The fireman, Danny Watkins. Can't forget that. Got to add that part. The fireman. Oh, God. Another product of Andy's genius. I, I just don't see what he saw in him. Danny didn't have the passion to play football. He found out years later. We can more, debate this for like years. We've been we've been debating this for years. This could go on and on and on. 
be like, do we have to go back to that draft class and see who got picked before and after him? We've really got to do that because he's done that so many times. Yeah. Like, you'll get burnt every time you'll read it. You'll be just like, oh, look, Eagles got such and such. But look, man, got look at me. Oh, man. Like, can't we really, we really just pick him and make? Look how they turned out five years down the road. It's just like, oh, such a bummer. <laughs> well, we have this draft to look forward to. Thank God. Yo, yeah, definitely. This is, this draft is going to be crucial. It's going to be real crucial uh, for how you're Maybe get ourselves a quarterback. Yeah, need a quarterback. And there's a lot. I mean, uh, so far the senior bowl, uh, the senior bowl and shrine game, as I know of, Eagles haven't talked to a quarterback yet, but they say in the senior bowl that Eagles, the play, all teams can talk to all players. So we'll eventually see what quarterbacks the Eagles talk to. I mean, if they want Carson Wentz, which is a Dio's guy, uh, mm-hmm. might not be able to get him because Phil Savage of the Senior Bowl, former NFL GM, said NFL sources have contacted him and say, you know, Carson Wentz is kind of like a top ten dude. <laughs> and I've seen mock drafts that has Wentz, that has Wentz, you know, top ten, even top five in some wow. aspects. Yeah, shocking. Because I wouldn't think a quarterback, no disrespect, I never thought a quarterback from North Dakota State from the FCS level could get up in that high ranking. No, not at all. But I guess it's just more of an indictment of the class in general than anything. But you know what? If the Eagles do not get a quarterback in the first round, which is not the worst thing in the world, everybody thinks they don't get a, a quarterback in the first round, it's the worst thing in the world. Like, oh my God, can't get a quarterback. This is the world's coming to an end. It's all right. It's all right. You can get you can get it. We you can get your quarterback. I think we have talked about this many times. We're going to keep on talking about it many times. You can get your Dak Prescott later in the draft. Your Jacoby Brissett, yeah. even Cardale Jones. You can get him. Now that'll be an interesting guy to bring in because that's a big boy at quarterback. I ain't, I ain't going front. <laughs> that guy. Just like Dak Prescott can throw a country mile. He's huge. Uh, Cardell Jones can throw the football a country mile. So that would be interesting, too. And like we said in the, like on previous shows, there, there's not so much a rush for the Eagles to get a quarterback in the first round, especially when you have needs on the offensive line. If you get your offensive lineman in the first round, because as we saw right. this year, you don't have no depth in the offensive line. you got problems. And you, and I think I listened to the radio, and he said, "What was Andy Reid so good at in his draft? Drafting offensive and defensive linemen, building up the desk at those positions." He was, except Danny Watkins. Except Danny Watkins. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, everyone's really on one screw up, I guess. Yeah, you know, but he hit. But you know, he did hit on Deshaun Macklin. Deshaun Macklin and McCoy, Boy. so you know, I give him, I give him props for that. Boykin got Deshaun in, yeah, got Boykin in the fifth, I think. Got Jackson in the second, got Macklin in the first, got McCoy in the second. I call that that's some pretty good scouting. Yeah, pretty I've been in arguments before about how like that 2000, I think it was the 2012 Eagles class would would probably end up being one of the. I mean, obviously, if the chip head didn't come in to stand them all. That uh, that arguably could have come down as one of the best Eagles draft classes in franchise history. Yeah, right, so much right, talent right taking that to, 2012 draft class. Right next to the Lido Sheldon Michael Lewis draft class. Yeah, right next to that. 
that was that was a pretty nice draft class too. Just thinking about. Oh it. man, Lito and Sheldon used to get some really nasty hits like that you would hear. Oh, Sheldon Brown on Reggie Bush. Ooh, that hit just just gives me chills. Just. And you just hear the clunk on the TV, like with no mics anywhere around them. You would just hear it. It was that loud. And I remember that game so vividly. <laughs> you just see Sheldon just literally like separate Reggie Bush into two. And you just sitting there just yeah. like, oh, did that happen? Like imagine if we had Twitter back then and Facebook back then. Like, oh, like. <laughs> Eagles fans have an already worse up. reputation than we already have if there was Twitter back then right. and that hit went down. Right. <laughs> right. Like, yo, you can't believe he just decapitated like that. Yo, Eagles life. <laughs> and then you have people who need to have the same fans like, there's those Eagles fans again. There would be like some day of like Tina Turner getting hit or, like getting smacked around jokes about that hit. Yeah. <laughs> it would be bad. It would be bad. Maybe that's why I'm so glad we have Twitter now than for then. It's but then best, I always think best, about it. And yes. That's not right, to imagine. But then I always think about what if we did have Twitter back then. Like, what if we had Twitter back when AI stepped over Tom Ron Lou? Like, Twitter would would have, would, have, would have broke. Like, eh, it just, it just We'd amazing. still be sharing those tweets today. Right. <laughs> I remember when, back in 01, I had I favored that tweet and I retweeted that like ten times, even though I re, even though I tweeted, I had to retweet like ten people saying the same thing. It was just so great. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, good times, good times. Hopefully the Philadelphia better days, man. Right. Hopefully in the next five years, you know, we can get that same type of excitement back. And you never know. And you know. To wrap up here, because we only got like four minutes left to wrap up here. Um, like I told somebody, I said, you know, you can't count out the Eagles next season and say because they don't have a quarterback, they have no idea, no I, no identity when it talks about winning this division. Because Eli Man is getting up there in age; he's thirty-eight years old. Think about that. That's just ridiculous. Eli's thirty-eight in the interception machine. Romo's oh my god, he's almost forty. Yeah. Shows Damn. our age, right? Time flies. <laughs> right, right. Remember, I remember him just getting drafted too. Like in old four, I think it was old four. I think, yeah. Little, the, little that was the, not that was so the, little anymore. That was the Rivers. That was the Rivers Roethlisberger Manning draft. Like, just think about yeah. that. Like, it, it's crazy. Like I said, Manning's getting old. Romo's getting old. Kirk Cousins is he for real or not? The Giants don't have a defense. The Cowboys damn sure ain't got no defense. Washington maybe has a defense. The Eagles, they got the pieces on defense to do something. They got the pieces on offense to do something. They just need a quarterback. So with that being said, you can't count off this team when it comes to winning the division next season. You just can't, especially with Carolina has showed that they were 7-8-1 last year, and look where they're at now. All you need is a quarterback exactly. and a great defense. They snuck into the playoffs with that tie last year. Mhm. And that and that served them great. That served them great experience. And same thing for the Seahawks seven and nine a couple years ago with Marshawn Lynch. That got the ball yep. rolling. They got the quarterback and Russell Wilson built that defense and you know what just happened. Just like that. Sometimes that's how it does happen. There's like a there's like a turning point. In every franchise where it's just like that's mm-hmm. where they went from good and started to become great. 
Nope, you are definitely right about that. And that's going to, uh, that's actually going to wrap it up. That was a nice ending. <laughs> that's going to wrap up the podcast here on Block Talk Radio. I thank everybody again for tuning in. If you missed this podcast, you can check it out on blogtalkradio.com backslash photo sports live, or you can check it out on TuneIn Radio. Just download the TuneIn Radio app. Uh, follow us on there, the TSL podcast. Give us a follow. We definitely appreciate it. Everybody have a great day. Uh, I mean, a great night. Excuse me. And we'll talk to you guys same time, same place on Sunday. I don't know what we're going to talk about. We'll find out something to talk about because there ain't no football unless you want to watch the Pro Bowl, but we ain't going to talk about that. So uh, nah. <laughs> everybody have a great one. Uh, make sure you check out TotalForSlime.com. Follow at TotalForSlime. Follow me on Twitter at Joe and follow Angela on Twitter at Ange Montone. Go do that right now. We appreciate you all. Everybody have a good night and stay safe out there on the roads. Bye, everyone.